0: Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well being, personal development, and live in our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better putting yourself out there, dealing with rejection sensitivity, and how to start a business when your current job is sucking the life out of you. This and more in today's episode of Ask Me Anything. <laughs> this episode is actually inspired by a milestone that I recently hit on YouTube. I just passed the 10,000 subscriber mark, which is a good milestone for a small creator. And uh, I threw this out there to my YouTube audience to ask me any question related to ADHD. And I got a ton of questions across all domains of life. But this is the entrepreneurial episode. And I'm kicking this off because it's apropos to a program that I'm working on right now. If you listen to last week's episode, then you know I've been struggling with this big-ass project that just feels very ominous. But the way I know how to get these things done is to talk about them as I'm creating them. Because once it's out there in the ether and my audience is aware of it, then I know I need to show up and do it because I need to walk my own talk when it comes to following through and the things I say I'm going to do. So this program is broader for anyone who's starting a service-based business in an online capacity. It is definitely focused towards the ADHD brain and it's one part learning, but also one part actionable roadmap in the sense that I will explain to you exactly how to do something so that you don't have to worry about prioritizing things or organizing things because We all know that those are executive function skills that perhaps are not our strengths, but that program will not be available until mid-September. So if you want to get on the interest list, I will leave a link to it in the show notes. I will also mention it in my Sunday emails. So if you're not on my Sunday emails, jump on them by getting to my website. It's ADHDfriendly.com and you'll see a bar right across the top of the website where you can put your email in. And by the way, even if you're not interested in being an entrepreneur, I think that everything I talk about today will still be relatable in the context of dealing with RSD, dealing with energy management, and dealing with overwhelm and shame spirals that lead us to emotional dysregulation where we just can't get out of our own way. I will address all of that in today's episode. So no matter who you are and what your situation is, as long as you have ADHD, you're going to relate to this one. Thanks very much for listening, guys. On to the show. The first question comes from Danita, and she says, Congrats. I'm curious if you've managed a startup side hustle while working a full-time job you can't stand. I'm always tired after work, and I don't want to do anything to put effort towards my goals. Oh, boy. Yes, I have been there on more than one occasion, and I understand. I understand that when you leave all of your energy on the table at a job that you hate and you come home and you feel depleted, it can feel very discouraging because you don't see a way out of that cycle. And I mean, again, I wish I had a clear cut answer for you. But the reality is that that starts with you. It starts with you choosing what's more important, right? So I'm not suggesting an all or nothing approach. Let's say that you're in a job that really does drain your energy and there's not a lot you can do. It's going to be up to you to decide that the current status quo is no longer acceptable and that something needs to change. And usually when you get to that point that you're willing to make some sort of a change, it doesn't have to be a I'm going to quit my job decision. It can be. I don't know. Maybe you quit your job and go all in on your business. I don't generally recommend that. Maybe you quit your job and find something that's a little less emotionally or physically draining uh, while you start up this new startup. Or maybe you make some decisions about the job that you're in and the boundaries that you need to put up in order to preserve your energy. So if you're in a job that you hate and it's for a specific reason, then looking at that reason and creating boundaries around what the problem is, is going to be your first step. So maybe it's not necessarily even the job, it's your manager is unreasonable and calls you day and night and expects you to do things that take up your personal time. Well, At some point, you are going to have to make the decision to put up a boundary with that boss because if what you want for your future is more important than what you have in your present moment, then those are the hard decisions that you're going to make. And sure, it can come with ramifications, but it's up to you to create the boundaries to protect your energy and protect your personal power and peace so that you can move forward. Because here's something else that I think is really important to talk about when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's not like once you start your own business, all of a sudden your energy is entirely within your own control. It's not that simple. Very often, once you're in your own business, you have to hustle to make business. You have to create your own income and revenue, and you still sometimes have clients, which are just a bunch of now many bosses as opposed to one boss. And your energy is spent in a lot more directions because when you're starting up, generally you are wearing multiple hats, which takes even more energy. And I don't say that to discourage you from starting your own business because that can be a very rewarding thing, but it is still going to be a drain on your energy. So the work for you is to figure out how to manage your energy and consider this your MBA in energy management where you currently are, where you don't call all the shots. So this is where you practice boundaries. This is where you practice time management. This is where you practice understanding and learning what tasks light you up and what tasks drain you because all of that is going to inform how you're going to be in your business. So what can you remove from your situation now that's really draining or create boundaries around so that you can contain your energy and use it for more efficient things that you can do in your spare time to move that business forward. Now, the other piece I would say about this is that very often we can come home at the end of the day or on the weekend when we do have some time. I'm assuming you have time. I don't know what your life is like or what your demands are, but let's assume you have time in the weekends or time at night to work on your side hustle, but the problem is just energy, right? Very often, I think that we can pull the energy card out and assume that that's the problem, whereas it might be something else. It might be that you don't specifically know what needs to happen next in order for you to move forward in your business. There's ambiguity or there's fear or there's perfectionism, and you are somehow getting in your own way with this movement towards developing the business that you want so my questions to you would be do you know what it is you want for a business like is it very very crystal clear in your mind it doesn't have to be 100 percent crystal clear because obviously wherever you start it's not going to end up looking like that two years down the line but you need to have a starting point of a vision for where you're going towards and then if you have the vision do you know what needs to be done next like do you know all of the specific steps that need to happen in order for you to make this uh, a reality. And once you have spent time really detailing that out, I would also recommend detailing out the things that you can do when you have low capacity energy just to keep the ball rolling versus the things that you can do when you have high capacity. That comes down to energy management again, right? So when I know I have a coaching day ahead or I'm doing a lot of deep work, I make sure that I have fish and vegetables the night before. I drink lots of water. I take a little melatonin about an hour before bed. So that will make me more tired, which will make me go to bed. And then I go to bed and I I don't expose myself to a lot of light. I mean, we all know these tricks, right? But we don't often do them. We'll stay on our phone just scrolling till 2 a.m. And then we wake up and we're tired the next day and we're low capacity. So again, coming back to this idea of what's in your control Managing your energy is in your control. So what can you do to create the capacity you need on the weekends or at night in order to spend time working on your business? Because again, you can find yourself in this cycle forever, and then one day you'll wake up and it'll all be over and you will have never moved forward. And I don't mean that to sound so doomy, but that is the reality of life. It's up to us to make a change. Sometimes the universe shakes us up or sometimes we make those decisions ourselves. Either way, I hope what I shared was helpful. Again, this all comes down to energy management and only you have the personal autonomy to choose how you spend your energy and where you place boundaries to protect that energy. So good luck. And I hope that you are able to make the changes you need to go after the life of your dreams. The next question comes from Madison and she asked, any advice about how you overcame any fear of starting your own business, like building up a clientele? Also, any thoughts on how to deal with rejection sensitivity and managing strong emotions as someone with ADHD? Thank you so much. Your channel is fantastic. Well, thank you, Madison. So let's talk about the fear of launching the business and getting the clientele. I've dealt with that. And I actually did a video around giving yourself the grace and space to not be good at first. I think that one of the key struggles that most ADHDers have is perfectionism. And it's not because our brains are wired for perfectionism or black and white thinking or any of those other things that we envelop in this ADHD experience. It's because very often our perspectives are a little skewed, right? So when we go into something, we often feel like it has to be perfect or I'm not going to do it. And that perspective is coming from an experience either in the past or something that somebody's told us. But we had this belief that it's not going to be good enough because that's one of the core beliefs we have that we've adopted in our lifetime. And the problem with that is if you hold this belief that you can't do anything unless it's perfect because you'll get mocked or judged or anything like that by other people, then you will never get it done. It will just never happen because you are never going to be good at something you've never done before, right? So Unless you're willing to give yourself the grace and space to get good at something, it's just not going to happen, bottom line. So with that in mind, where you need to square up for yourself is that your desire to start a business is bigger than your perceived fear. Because I know that your fear is real. I feel fear, too. But my desire to do the things I'm doing are bigger than my fears, my desire to be my own boss and to create things here on YouTube. Those sort of things are very strong desires for me and they supersede my fear. So if your desires to start a business are not superseding your fear, then quite honestly, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but this is the truth, you may not want it badly enough and that's okay. You've learned something about yourself. I think very often coming back to this idea of our perception being skewed, we have this belief that having a business is going to solve all of our problems. So we put it out there and we put on this big pedestal and make it this massive thing that's so far out of reach that we'll never get to. So we don't even try, you know, like we just use fear as this perceived barrier to getting to this ultimate place. And that keeps us safe where we are, right? Coming back to the other question about how do we manage to start a business when we're in a job that's sucking us dry? There's a safety to the cycle that you're currently in, and unless you are willing to change something about the current cycle that you're in, it will never change. So let me give you an example from my own life. As I've mentioned before, I've had a number of different businesses in the past, and with some of them, I have been so stifled with fear to do some of the things that were primary to that business that the business failed. And I can think of a number of different situations when that happened. And when I look back at that situation now, I realize, well, A, that was not the business for me. And B, the things that I didn't want to move forward on were things that I just legit didn't want to do. So somewhere in the back of my mind, my smarter, higher self was saying, no, we're not going to do this because this is not something we want to do. And even if we could push ourselves to do it once or twice, we know we don't want to sign up for the next five to 10 years of doing said thing. So why even start, right? So ask yourself these questions. Get really honest with yourself if you are holding yourself back because of fear or is it fear coded in, you really just don't wanna do the things you need to do in order to achieve that goal. In which case, all you have to do is reassess the goal and come up with a new direction because there is a business out there for you or there is a job out there for you. There's something out there for you. You just haven't found it yet. So, you can keep looking, but you got to be honest with yourself if you're getting in your own way again and again because you're making this ideal more than it really is. Because I'll tell you something, even now as an entrepreneur, my days aren't perfect. They're longer. I make less money, but I'm just having a little bit more fun. So, it's not all puppies and rainbows <laughs> on this side. And the idealized version of your business probably isn't as amazing as you think it is. So, when you are able to see it more in reality than it can probably burst a few bubbles and give you a greater sense of whether or not it is something you want to go after. In terms of rejection sensitivity, this one's a hard one, right? Because I don't want to disregard the power that that can have on us. I am also somebody who is very, very highly sensitive. But when it comes to business and RSD, The reality is that if you are moving forward with something that you genuinely believe is solving a problem, then some people will reject you and that will be okay because you know in your heart what you're doing is the right thing. You're doing the right work for you and you're doing something that betters the world. If you're coming up against RSD and it's completely stifling you, then I would come back to the why of why you're trying to do this business. Is it because you're trying to solve a problem and you're genuinely trying to make the world a better place in some way. Is there a motivation within you that's greater than you that you can see past perceived or real rejection? And also understanding that RSD by its very nature, even if you are getting rejected by people, people will say no to you. It's the perception of that rejection for us that is so overwhelming. So There needs to be a mechanism whereby you are able to come into a moment where you say, yeah, I just got rejected, but I also know that I'm probably overblowing this. So maybe I need to take a moment, have a hot meal, go to bed and see how I feel about it in the morning. So what I'm saying there is you've got to look at things from a high level, understanding your motivations, understanding your why. Understanding that not everybody is going to want what you have to offer and those very high level things, but then taking it down to the level of what can you tactically do to prepare yourself for that day in and day out, meaning making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure that, you know, you have the right supports in place, whether that's a therapist or a coach or just a best friend who gets you that you can bounce your feelings off of and making sure that you're staying present to those emotions so that you can talk yourself down Off the ledge that you find yourself on every day, so that you can manage it enough that you can get up the next day and do the same thing over and over again. And if that sounds exhausting, I understand, but that's life, right? Like we don't get through this life unscathed. We don't get through this life not being rejected. So while I hold RSD and high compassion because I deal with it too, I also understand that if I want to move forward in life, I need to come up with my own ways of managing it and I don't know that my ways are perfect, but like I said, whenever I feel that way, I let myself just have a hot meal and go to bed and promise I will dwell on it in the morning. And usually that helps me a lot because in the morning, things feel a lot less big, if you will. And very often our emotions feel big because we're tired or we're hungry or there's some biological need that is not being met in the moment. So always staying present to parenting yourself and doing what you need to keep yourself online and even keel so that you can deal with those moments of perceived rejection and understand them in the appropriate context so you can keep doing what it is you're doing. I hope that's helpful. The next question I have is actually from a reader on my email list and she sent this to me this week and I'm popping it in here because it flows so well with the topic at hand and she writes, I am completely lost because I'm trying to launch the coaching part of my business. My head is spinning with all of these courses I've bought I'm low on funds now and I have no idea what to actually do. And I know a lot of you probably feel the same way. So I thought that this would be a helpful one to add in here. And first of all, I want to give you a lot of compassion because I understand where you are. You've probably sunk a lot of money into learning how to become a coach and maybe you've sunk money into how to market on social media, all of those different things, right? I understand. So Where I wanna start with is clarifying the difference between investing in your training as a coach versus your experience as an entrepreneur. So if what you've invested a lot of money into so far is your training as a coach, then that is a skill development investment and it'll be worth its uh, investment down the line. But the next thing you need to do is take your coaching hat off and put your entrepreneur hat on and think about this as the business that it is Because I think a lot of people come into the coaching industry, especially with this idea that once they get their coaching certification, that the the business part is going to be pretty easy, when the reverse is actually the truth. Getting the coaching credential is by far a lot easier than setting up a business and have it be sustainable for you over the long term. So whatever you've put into your coaching investment so far, let that be a separate container. Now let's talk about you as the entrepreneur. And I'm going to make the assumption that this is your first business because I don't know otherwise. And if it's not, then I apologize. But the first thing that I would say to you in the context of entrepreneurship is you got to learn how to self-regulate. Because what I heard from your message was a lot of overwhelm and shame. And when you're in that place of shame and overwhelm, it can be so stifling. Because when you're in that emotional space, you're in the limbic area of the brain and you are in fight or flight mode. When you're in that space, you do not have access to your prefrontal cortex and your executive function. And your executive functions, as I, you guys know, because I harp on it all the time, prioritization, organization, task initiation, motivation to follow through, all of those things are executive functions, right? So we need to learn how to emotionally regulate in order to plug into those things, which are so critical as an entrepreneur. Because Very often in our jobs, if we go into work one day and we're emotionally dysregulated and we can't really think right and we're foggy and we're distracted, we can coast in a job. But in entrepreneurship and especially in coaching, you can't coast. You can't coast when you have calls all day and people are spending top dollar to have you pay crystal clear attention to them. You need focus, you need attention, and you need to be on and you are performing as a coach in those calls. So It's really important that you learn this self-regulation skill because it is going to serve you both as you build your business and both as you work in your business as a coach. So how do you self-regulate? That starts with treating yourself like the delicate orchid that you are. And I am not even being facetious right now. ADHDers, we know that when our symptoms are on level 10, we're kind of useless, right? Like we've all experienced that. But when we're self-regulated and we're taking care of ourselves like the unique orchid that we are, then we know that when we're firing on all cylinders, we can usually three X the productivity of anyone around us. We have really fast brains when we are self-regulated. So how do we do that? We make sure that we're sleeping well. We make sure that we're eating well. You are staying hydrated. You are getting exercise and you're getting outside every day. These have to be your non-negotiables. Because that is what's going to keep you self-regulated, right? When you have those things in your back pocket and you are ticking them off as a daily habit, as I do in my own system every day, make sure that you are doing these things, okay? Which is not to say that you won't still get dysregulated. You will, but you need to have tools at the ready in those moments during the day when you get dysregulated. You know, when I start feeling overwhelmed and shame, I go for a walk. I call a friend. I put on my favorite song and just dance around the room like a maniac. Whatever you need to bring yourself back online, have it at the ready. So let's say we're talking in real time and you're telling me about this overwhelm that you're in and you just don't know what to do next and you feel the shame because you've invested so much money. I'm going to ask you to pause and take five long deep breaths where your exhales are longer than your inhales. This is going to switch you into the parasympathetic mode. It's going to give you access to your prefrontal cortex. You're going to start breathing a little bit deeper. And then I'm going to say, okay, so you're struggling with prioritization. That's an executive function skill. One of the best things you can do is try not to prioritize in your head because that's really difficult for ADHDers. I'm going to ask you, are you somebody who verbally processes or are you somebody who needs to write things down to process? You, Let's say for argument's sake, you're a verbal processor. I'm going to say, okay then let's start talking about everything that you feel like you need to get done. And I'm recording the session, so it's listing off all of the things, I need to get my website done, I need to do a logo, I need to get my Instagram going, I need to set up a Stripe account, I need to get my domain and I have to get my pictures done. And immediately you start listing off all of these things that do need to get done, but what I'm noticing in all of those things that you just mentioned is that they're all marketing related. And this is a very common thing that happens when my clients come to me and they're stuck. They're stuck because they see themselves as somebody who has to perform on social media in order to be a successful entrepreneur because that's what we see everybody else doing, right? Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> We've created this uh, persona of what it looks like to be a successful entrepreneur. But what we need to remember is that's the internet. And that is actually not reality. It's a photo shoot or it's somebody recording a video of themselves. And I'm not saying that they are or are not successful, but what I am saying is those messages they're putting on Instagram are part of their marketing strategy, and their marketing strategy is not your business. So that's where I think a lot of people get hung up. So we need to come back to basics. You are the entrepreneur. You've gotta know what is your target market, who is your ideal client within that target market, How are you different from other people that are targeting that same person and audience? What is their pain point that you are solving and how do you solve it, right? And if you don't have all of those elements crystallized in your mind, it is going to make it impossible for you to do all of those marketing things that I listed, like your website and the Instagram and all of those things because you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what the problem is. And in the program I'm developing, I am making this blueprint crystal clear so that you walk through this and you know all these things, which takes the emotion out of it. And it takes the prioritization piece out of it, especially if you're a first-time entrepreneur and you don't know what these things are, it's gonna be helpful to have this roadmap. But you can create your own roadmap as long as you know that your target audience clarity has to come first, and you have to know what you're solving, and you have to have a solution that you know is marketable. And as an ADHDer, you have to know that the solution you're offering, that the offer that you need to fulfill on the daily is something that aligns to your strengths, your energy, and your interest. Because if you skip that piece, you're never going to follow through on this business. We know we have bad follow through, but if we find the right business and the right offer and the right way to fulfill the offer, Based on what aligns best for our interests and our energy and our ability to show up on the regular or not, then we have a recipe for a decent business that's going to sustain us over the long term. I hope that makes sense. So what I'm saying to this reader, as I look at the question that she wrote, number one, she's bought all these courses. Separate the courses in terms of the skill that you have just developed around being a coach and any sort of course that you've purchased around being an entrepreneur. If you bought a course around how to build a business, then that course hopefully has a roadmap in it that you can follow. So that is the course that you want to focus on right now. If you don't have a course that shares with you how to actually build a business and launch it, then you can Google it. Google how to figure out what my target audience is, how to figure out my target audience's pain point, how to define an offer for my audience. Start to get all of that detail crystal clear in your mind so that you know as you're launching your business what you're doing to solve a problem for somebody else because we don't give people money unless they're solving problems for us. Bottom line. So get crystal clear on the problem you solve and how you solve it and what the appropriate price point is for that problem. And once you have all of that, I guarantee your approach to how to build a website and how to message yourself and position yourself and start on social media and promote yourself, all of those things will become a lot easier. So that is everything that I will be detailing in this program. Just shameless plug right there. But I hope that I've given you enough to get started. Please trust me on this. You're going to have those moments of overwhelm as you start your business, and as you like continue to grow your business. The overwhelm never stops. It's up to you to find ways to self-regulate and manage those emotions so that you can continue to show up as the amazing person that you are, solving the important problems that you're solving. So, on that note, guys, if you want to be on the wait list for the program that I'm building, then I will leave a link in the show notes. I'll also mention it in my Sunday email. So. Make sure you're on that. If you're not, jump onto my website. Anything you sign up for on my website, will put you on the email list. And on that note, guys, I'll see you next Friday. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.